Hello, everybody, and welcome to First and Goal, the hardest-hitting, up-and-coming ACC and SEC football podcast on the Internet. Today is Tuesday, August 3rd, near 2021, and we're going to be discussing the Florida State Seminoles coming off of a 3-6 and six record last year. We're going to be talking about can they redeem themselves or are they going to repeat? Go ahead, and uh, before we jump into this thing, buckle up that chin strap, throw in that mouthpiece, it's going to be a good one, y'all. Let's get after it. What's going on? It is Tuesday, August 3rd. We're going to be talking about these Florida State Seminoles. I am your host, Ben. Joined here once again with my co-host, Big Rob. How you doing over there, buddy? Doing good, doing good. As always, ready to talk a little bit of football and put the women and children to bed and go looking for some dinner. Yes, sir. That's what I'm talking about. I'm looking forward to it. Man, it's going to be a good one. Uh, these Florida State Seminoles, man, it's going to be an interesting team. We're talking about a team here that's had the highs of national championships all the way to the lows of getting their teeth kicked in last year by losing team Louisville three and seven. I ain't three and six last year. What the hell's going on with this thing, buddy? What you think? What's you got your head coach Mike Normal coming in there second year? I mean, normally bringing a head coach, you got progress, but uh, that was a little bit of a fall off last year. It was a big time fall off. The only thing that I could really say that you could blame is. You know, of course, COVID, but COVID gets the blame for everything. But, man, I don't know. You had a quarterback last season that they really couldn't nail down who the actual starter was. I mean, they played, I think we counted up to five different quarterbacks last season. Yes, sir. I mean, hell, there's – I remember Steve Spurrier used to have a multiple quarterback system, but I ain't never heard of throwing the whole damn depth chart at one season. Well, I'm telling you, and nobody really looked that spectacular. No, sir. I mean, they really did not look – too great i mean you had a few positive things here and there coming out of uh your quarterback number 13 what the hell was his name um shit i'll get it right here in a second <laughs> <laughs> that's gonna be jordan travis bro yeah yeah jordan travis i'm sorry i had a little bit of a brain fart there but um you had a few positive things out of him but even then i mean what's that positive about a three-win season there really ain't nothing too positive except for beating a North Carolina team 31-28. to But with the problems North Carolina we, has had that we discussed in a previous podcast, that's really not saying too awful much. No, and I mean, yeah, North Carolina was ranked number five coming in that game. I mean, everybody's a damn day on the verge of maybe looking at a natty, a chance at a playoff thing here. And old Florida State came in there, and they put it on them. And, I mean, they put it on them good. They bullied them the whole game. Special teams, I think, is what really won that game. But It really was. Jordan Travis, that game, boy, he looked like an All-American the way he played. He was busting loose runs left and right and everything else. But you look at the rest of the season, I mean, Travis, he never really could secure that starting spot to look like a for-sure starter. No, he really didn't. Uh, I mean, it's always good to have a dual-threat quarterback, but – when push comes to shove and you got to get that ball down the field, you can't always run the ball down the field as a quarterback. No, sir. No, sir. I mean, you can get a little bit of points, but you're going to eat up a lot of clock doing that. you got to be able to get that ball down the field, especially when their defense last year was not at its best by no means. So you're giving up points. you got to be able to stay in those games, man. you got to be able to keep up, get down that field quick, get a score, and really stay in these things. And, I mean, if you get down two touchdowns and it takes you – seven eight minutes of clock time to get to the other end zone damn how do you catch up you can't especially when you're facing teams like notre dame or you know in this instance louisville that put it on them 48 to 16 but never fear because there is a quarterback coming in his name is mckenzie milton quarterback number 10 uh gonna be hopefully taking over that uh, offense but that's still to be speculated yes sir mr mckenzie milton i'll tell you what that is one hell of a ball player. I honestly, I hate to say it, but I forgot he was still 
in college football. He played for Central Florida. He got injured all the way back in 2018. Mm -hmm. You're looking at three years ago. Right. That's a long time for an injury. But uh, when he got injured, I don't know if you know this or not, but he was coming off of a 23-game win streak. 23 games, including being undefeated in 2007 for the Golden Knights of Central Florida. And he was a two-time Offensive Player of the Year in that conference. You mean 2017, not 2007. Oh, yeah, 2017. <laughs> Damn, I don't know what the hell's wrong with me this evening, y'all, but... Uh, Take another drink. It'll be all right. Oh, we getting there. We getting there. We getting right. <laughs> but uh, he got a horrific injury in 2018, knee injury, and sat out the rest of that year. Then in 2019, he missed a year. Looking forward to come back in 2020. And then the end of 2019, a year later, got an infection in that thing, had to have three more additional surgeries. Man, that talk about a hell of a time. And he just about lost his leg. Yeah, I mean that infection. It's almost like the Alex Smith story all over again, but in college. Yeah, and to be able to compete for a starting position after all that happened, this kid's tough. I'm gonna tell you what, he's tough, but you can tell he has put in a lot of time and effort and dedication <laughs> to his recovery. Cause, man, in that spring game, he looked damn impressive, Bo. He sure did. He had a hell of an arm, and I mean. This guy here, this ain't your central, regular old Central Florida quarterback coming into play. I mean, you look at his career stats. 8,683 total yards, 72 touchdowns, and 20 interceptions. And that's in only 33 games. Yeah. That's damn impressive. That's very impressive. And to be even more impressive, he's not even been named the starting quarterback yet. But he's still on the watch list for the Maxwell Award, which is the best player. And also the Davey O'Brien Award, which is the best quarterback award in college football. Yes, sir, and he could very well do it. I'm telling you, this young man, he is talented. He's got a hell of an arm, great accuracy, good pocket presence. Got some big-time leadership qualities. I mean, when a team goes undefeated, you got to have a hell of a lead on the offensive side of the ball. You don't go undefeated accidentally. Mm -hmm, that's true. 23 games in a row? That's winning? true. And speaking of his leadership, did you listen to his interview that he did in the spring game? I listened to a little bit of it. The thing that really impressed me most about this kid was when they asked him about the, um, the quarterback competition. He basically said it's not really a, a quarterback competition, that he's just there to play the game and let whatever happens happen. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I agree 100% there, man. I mean, just a hell of a character. Humble guy. Yeah. I mean, when you got stats like that, wins under your record like that, I mean, in 33 games, that's less than two NFL seasons. Or before, that would be 32 games would be two NFL seasons. Now it's 34. But, uh, right. I mean, if you look at it in that point of view, hell, that's what, 4,300 yards a season? Yeah. And, hell, that would be 36 yeah, 36 touchdowns a year to 10 interceptions. I mean, hell, I'll take some of that. Yeah, send it on over to South Carolina, bull. And, I mean, I really loved his attitude. I mean, you got another quarterback in there, Jordan Travis, started most of the games last year. But, I mean, you look at his career stats. Played in 13 games, 1,200 – or, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Played in 15 games. He's number 13, y'all. But he's got 1,200 total yards passing the ball. And seven touchdowns. And every game he played in last year, he threw an interception. At least one. Yeah, at least one. Some games he threw more. That ain't including fumbles running the ball. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, he, he was a great dual threat quarterback last year. I mean, he kept you in some games. He helped you out a lot in that North Carolina game. I mean, he creates time in the pocket, and he has a decent arm, decent accuracy. But honestly, I just don't see him – and Milton being on the same as that page. And, I mean, no fault to Travis. Travis is a young fellow. He ain't but a sophomore this year. Right. But who would you want leading your team coming in this year? A team that's coming off of a really bad season last year. They are dying, looking for a leader. They need a man that's going to push the ball downfield. They're going to need some offensive production. You know what I'm saying, man? Yeah. Who do you want to lead your team? The man that, as of the moment, is still undefeated in the last 23 games he played in. Or the man is coming off of three and six, twelve hundred yards passing, seven touchdowns compared to seventy-two tubs and twenty interceptions. Well, I tell you, I I think I would pick the winner every time. 
I'm telling you, man, I mean, no fault to Mr. Travis, but I mean, I think it would do this young man a lot of good to have a veteran in there like that, and hey, what what could it hurt to let the man sit on the bench for a year, hold the clipboard, maybe get a little bit of playing time in there, give him a few snaps a game, but yeah, for the most part, let him kick back and learn from the veteran. We was joking around about the Alex Smith story, saying a lot about it, but I mean, hell, look at Alex Smith last year, came in, took over for a very young quarterback who had not had a whole hell of a lot of success on an irrelevant Redskins team, took them boys to the playoff. Yeah. And it wasn't off of his talent, but it was off of leadership. Yeah. I mean, hell. A man that's been undefeated in his last 23 games. You think them guys on that team don't know that? Uh, the thing about this situation for me is, yes, these kids are probably more comfortable with Jordan Travis at quarterback because that's what they're used to. But then again, they're not used to a a winning season. Apparently, going, you know, three and six the whole season. Well, I'm about to say, I mean, they're used to Jordan Travis. Okay, you're not used to winning. Maybe it's time for a little change in there. Let's that could let's be. get let's get a little uncomfortable. Let's go into the uncharted waters. Yeah. Let's trust a man that has won his last 23 games. He played a undefeated season. Right. In Central Florida. We we talking about Central Florida now, the yeah. school in Orlando. We ain't talking about Bama. We ain't no. talking about LSU. We ain't no. talking about Clemson. We talking about Central Florida, the Golden Knights. Right. I mean, that ain't no joke. None at all. None at all. And going undefeated that long, Bo. I tell you, this kid, even when he come into the spring game, it looked like that defense just had a totally, or that offense had a totally different mentality between him and Travis. Oh, man, you can see the spark. You can see the receivers, I mean, making incredible plays. And what really blew my mind is he's coming off this damn near career-ending, almost leg-losing injury. Mm -hmm. And, hell, he broke a scramble for about 30 yards. Yeah. So, I mean, he ain't lost the wheels. The wheels are still good. Right. He done changed out the flat, and he's back rolling. I'm telling you, well, I don't know. And a lot of people are saying that, these receivers were the biggest, weakest link last season. But, hell, when you're playing five different quarterbacks, how can you get a rhythm? No, that's what I'm saying. I mean, don't blame the receivers for last year. I mean, your defense didn't look too hot last year. But, hell, if your offense can't stay on the field, you're going to get tired. You're yeah. going to get wore the hell out. But, I mean, the receivers, a relationship between a quarterback and a receiver it's like a marriage. You gotta have communication. You gotta have you communications. Got, you gotta have faith. You gotta have faith. You gotta be able to trust one another. You gotta have an established relationship in there. Yep. You know what I'm saying? You gotta have timing. I mean, hell. If you get a married couple and you're bringing in another different partner every damn week, three to four different people, that marriage ain't gonna work. <laughs> hell no. There ain't a whole hell of a lot of chemistry there. Hell no. You think you got one guy coming in there and all of a sudden you got a whole different thing. Yeah. That's just, like getting married and then when you go you take a blind date on your honeymoon. How the hell does that work? That <laughs> don't work. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know about you, but I'd be dead. Uh, man, I would not be here today. <laughs> I promise you that. First and goal would not exist. Hell no. It'd be first and dead. <laughs> and you know, this record Florida State had last season, three and six, could have easily turned out to be three and nine, looking at these canceled games from Clemson, Virginia, and Wake Forest. I mean Clemson would have Ooh. Yeah. I don't even want to think about it. I mean, hell, they, they lost to Georgia Tech in the season opener. We all remember what Clemson did to Georgia Tech last year. Oh, yeah. And, and they then, lost 16-13 to 13 to Georgia Tech. I mean, it was a close game, but, I mean, hell, you shouldn't lose to a team like Georgia Tech. Clemson hung 70 on them. And you could only put up 13. Right. I think there's a reason that Clemson game was canceled. <laughs> yeah. But, I mean, then you look at Wake Forest. Wake Forest would have hurt them. Would have hurt them bad. And Virginia ain't no slouch neither. Well, I mean, Virginia put it on North Carolina last year, which, I mean, they beat North Carolina too, but Virginia was not a bad team. No, not at all. I mean, it's really interesting. I mean, Mike Norwell, I'm going to say I think they will turn it around this year. I really do. I think they're going to be a lot better team this year than they were last year for sure. Especially if you got an experienced quarterback in Milton coming in there, because mm -hmm. that's going to be a crucial part. But um, 
how does a team go five and seven under Willie? Then the next year they go six and seven, playing a bowl game, and he gets fired. And you hired a man, and you're saying six and seven ain't good enough. We got to get somebody else in here. Step this thing up. We got to win football games. And you go three and six. If there's a hot seat out there, I mean, you would think he's got to be getting a little heat or something. I don't know if it being a COVID season that it's going to be a hot seat per se, but I got to say that it is probably uh, probably heating up. It's got to be lukewarm at least, damn. Yeah. I mean, I ain't trying to criticize Mike Norwell, but I mean, you come in as an offensive-minded coach. You was averaging over 42 points a game at Memphis. They're saying that's the guy we need. He's going to put points up on this offense. You had one of the worst offenses in the whole league last year. You had a good rushing offense. I mean, you averaged almost 200 yards a game. That was one of the best rushing offenses they've had since 2016. But, hell, the passing offense didn't average but 196 yards a game. Right. 196 yards a game. In today's game of football, where you got to have a lot of points, you got to put up points on the board. The days of the rock-solid defenses is over. Right. That's not a good time to have 196 passing yards a game. That's absolutely correct. I mean, you look back at Florida State over the years, they've had one of the best defenses in the nation at one point in time. But now, with everybody putting up 40, 50, 60 points a game, your offense has got to be built to keep up. And last season, it just wasn't. No, absolutely not. I mean, and really, they lucked up in a couple games. I mean, imagine if they played Virginia Tech, that high-scoring offense last year. That wouldn't have been pretty. And think about this, though. If today's news were to be true and they go to the SEC, they're going to be another Vandy. They could, but last year's team would be another Vandy. Yeah, yeah. This year's team, I don't know. I mean... Like I said, I think. I think there's a few things in the making here. I think you got something special going on. I mean, I will say Mike Norwell, if anybody addressed the transfer portal <laughs> or is the way college football is going nowadays, we might as well call it free agency. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the way he addressed it this year, man, they got a lot of talent coming in. They sure and do. And you look at some of these early enrollees they got coming in. Man. They sure do. It's going to be – I think it's going to be a night and day sort of team from last season – or, yeah, last season. But, I mean, that still remains to be seen, all depending on which quarterback they actually start. That's that's where it, in, that's where it begins and it ends, right at that quarterback position, your leader of the offense. Defense, I mean, you can go out and you can, you know, put up the stats, stop the stop plays, but if you can't score, you can't win. That's exactly right, my man. I mean, your quarterback, that is your lead general. That is the admiral, whatever the hell you want to call it, the president of that offense. you got to have the right man in charge because if you don't, he can make or break you by far without a doubt. I mean, I think there are several schools that found that out last year. Yeah. Hell, look Kentucky last year. Boy, it wasn't pretty. I tell you, we'll get into that at the later later podcast, And but I don't know, man. It's – to me, a dual-threat quarterback can be a great thing or it could be your worst enemy, depending on if that quarterback can throw the ball when he needs to. And, I mean, hell, Jordan Travis, he looked like he could throw the ball at times last year. I mean, he made some good plays throwing the ball. He made a few good throws in the spring game. But the consistency wasn't exactly there. And, I mean, if you're going to have a dual-threat quarterback, you want to have a guy that's mobile, but also has some consistency to him. I mean, look at Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was damn good. Michael Vick back in the day. He could run, but if he threw the ball, it was going to be a pretty good throw. I mean, Deshaun Watson, Trevor Lawrence, Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of consistency there. Yeah. This guy here is either he's going to be bad to the bone today or just bad. (laughs) There was no in between. No, absolutely not. I mean, it's like I said. You went three and six last year. If Jordan Travis was the answer, if he is the solution to your problems, 
your offensive coordinator ain't gone. Ain't ain't no change there. No. The head coach is the same. Yep. So um, what's gonna change in this here system? I think Something's I think they do have what nineteen or twenty two starters coming back. I think nineteen start nineteen players who have started a game last season. I don't know if they were starters every game, but I know that nineteen are coming back that have at least started one game. I mean, you got that to look forward to, but at the same time, all these transfer guys coming in, there's gonna be a lot of fellas losing their jobs. Oh yeah, I'm telling you. I you know, especially on that defense, man. That defense is where they really stacked it up. I mean, you look at that D line. I mean. Hell, right off the rip between transfers and early enrollees, I mean, you got a defensive end coming in. Jermaine Johnson coming mm-hmm. in out of Georgia. Mm-hmm. That's one of the better pass rushers in the league. I mean, hell, played in 21 games, 36 tackles, eight tackles for a loss, seven and a half sacks. Still a young man. Still got a career ahead of him. Yeah. That's going to be a hell of an edge rusher, especially in the ACC. Another defensive lineman coming in, Kier Thomas from South Carolina. Yes, sir, and Kier Thomas. I'm going to tell you what, he, his stats from last year might not look too great, but he was banged up a little bit off and on through the season last year. But he was a hell of a playmaker. Yeah. He was really good. But then also you got an early enrollee coming in, Joshua Farmer. Mm-hmm. Saw a lot of bright spots from him in the spring game where he was really making a lot of good plays getting better in the backfield. Then they got a sophomore coming back in the other defensive tackle position. He looked really good. Yeah. Not to mention your linebacker coming back, Amari Gaynor. Yes, sir. And if I mistake, I believe Amari Gaynor. Last year he was an outside linebacker. This year they're switching over to a more of a, I want to say, I can't remember if it's a 4-2-5 run this year. They might have switched back to a 4-3 instead of a 3-4. I think they're moving to a 4-3 if I'm not mistaken. But uh, he's going back from outside linebacker to inside linebacker this year. I'm pretty, I'm pretty certain about that. And they say he's going to be a lot more adjusted inside linebacker. Last year, they used him outside linebacker role more as an edge rusher to get the quarterback. But this year, he's going to be doing a lot more sideline to sideline playing. He's a lot similar. He's very similar to a Luke Keekley mm-hmm. type of guy, mm-hmm. the way he plays. And I think he'll be a really good fit in that inside linebacker role. Yes, sir. Not to mention, also coming in on that defense is going to be another player coming in from South Carolina, old Jamie Robinson. Yes, sir. Jamie Robinson. He was a big playmaker for South Carolina last year. I mean, I ain't gonna say he's a huge playmaker. He made he had a lot of good moments through the year last year. Uh, well, so much he could do. Well, especially when you lose guys like they did J.C. Horn and uh, what was his name? Israel. Uh, just call him Izzy. <laughs> Oobly boobly. However you pronounce that. Wakawamu or something like that. That's right. That's right. I mean, you have some good guys out there, but uh. He's going to be a good addition to this team. They really beefed up this defense, but also you have coming in an early, another early enrollee. Cornerback number 26, Mr. Kevin Knowles. He's out of Hollywood, Florida. Four-star prospect. He was the number 25 cornerback recruit in the entire nation last year, and he made an immediate impact. You look at that spring game, already picked off a pass, and, hell, he had probably eight or nine big plays, tackles yeah. for losses, disrupting the pocket on blitzes. Really good lockdown coverage from him. He is going to be a star for years to come. I'm going to tell you that right now. Yeah, and a couple of other guys, uh, defensive freshmen coming in. Hunter Washington and Patrick Payton both showed some real class in that spring game. Yes, sir. This defense now, they're stepping it up. I mean, between the transfer portal, early enrollees, they brought in a lot of talent this year. Mm, yes, sir. That is a fact. Mm-hmm. I am, I'm, I'm really excited to see that. Uh, this defense upcoming, especially when they kick off on a Sunday. Yeah, that's going to be real cool seeing a Sunday night football game in college football. It's going to be cool, but it's going to be a little weird too. But I mean, hell, if we're getting paid, we might as well play on Sunday. What the hell? Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the way I kind of look at this point. But um, <laughs> It's going to be real interesting for sure. I mean, on offense, if you get Mackenzie Milton in there, you're going to have – a lot of leadership, a lot of confidence, right. great swagger, the whole nine yards. But you got some receivers coming back, too. I mean, you got Brian Robinson, number three. Yeah. He had a touchdown spring game, had some good moments. I'll tell you another name that was uh, mentioned a lot was Pokey Wilson. Yes, sir, Pokey Wilson did good. But um, another, once again, early enrollee, Malik McClain. 
Yeah. Number 11. This guy has <clears throat> superstar wrote all over him. I mean, making plays all over the damn field catching balls. I mean, he was making catches. I was like, who the hell is that? Is this college football? Is that Randy Moss out there doing his thing? I mean, what's going on here? Yeah, that kid did not look like a freshman coming out the gate. No, sir. Not no way whatsoever. I mean, and he was already, you could tell him and Milton had some great chemistry going on between each other. I mean, connecting on some deep passes, coming across over the middle. Mm-hmm. He also had some really good hookups with Jordan Travis in that spring game. So, you got a lot of depths coming back to receiver position. I mean, hell, you got. Yeah. And just in the spring game, I've seen at least four of them. Yeah, Keyshawn Hilton being one of them. Back in 2019, uh, Hilton had a bad knee injury that took him out. And he didn't really produce much last season because of the injury, but it looks like this season he is going to be stepping back up and back into that role. That's right. I mean, hell, even last year I think he had 120 yards, I want to say two or three touchdowns. I mean, it wasn't bad, especially considering he didn't really get going towards midseason, end of season right. before he really started getting his body working good again. But 100% health, man, I mean, shoot, why not? Yeah. And, you know, they've also got that tight end coming back, Cameron McDonald. Yes, sir. And they um, also have a transfer coming in out of UCLA to help, hopefully help him out at the tight end position because that was a little bit of a weakness they had last year. McDonald, he was very good, but he was the only tight end, really, to put out any production last right. year. So he's going to need some help. And if he gets it from that transfer out of UCLA, I mean, that's going to really step things up for you there. And they've also got two running backs coming back, uh, Deshaun Corbin and Lawrence Tofilly. That's right. And you also got Ward coming back, number 38 in the backfield. Really good receiving back last year, but he also was a very explosive and downhill runner. Yeah. Always goes down with the shoulders going forward. Love seeing that. And not to mention that transfer coming in from Auburn. I can't remember his name. No, nah, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. He's from Auburn, so hey. <laughs> Not somebody I really – not a team I've followed a whole lot these past couple <laughs> years. Not a fan of them. But um, running back room at Florida State, you always going to have a solid running back room. I don't know what the hell it is about Florida State. I mean, maybe it's maybe it's being down there in the Florida weather or something. But, damn, they turn out running backs down there. I mean, think about the guys in the past. Warwick Dunn, Dalvin Cook. I mean, you could go on and on and on with NFL – potential Hall of Fame running backs coming out of Florida State. Every position, though. Look at quarterback Chris Winkie. Yeah, but he wasn't. When he got to the NFL, he uh, wasn't, wasn't the best. I mean, he did make some playoff runs, though. Didn't he? Didn't he make a playoff run with the Panthers? Yeah. As a backup. Was he a backup? I thought he was a starter. I, I thought the uh, starter got injured that year. No, no, he was a backup for Jake DeLong. Oh, you're right. He went to the Super Bowl with him, though. And he did play in a playoff game or two years down the road, but uh, I mean, Chris Winkie wasn't a bad player, but he was a hell of a college football player. Yeah. Hellacious college football player. I mean, Jameis Winston, he was a great quarterback. We ain't going to talk about Jameis Winston. Yes, sir, the old lobster <laughs> bandit. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean. Why the hell would you steal a dad burn lobster playing college football? Because NIL wasn't a thing back then. Yeah, but, I mean, you're stealing. You're not, they've not given it to you. You're stuffing it in your pants and walking out with it. What was Why f- would you ruin your career? He didn't really ruin his career. What's funny, though, is he is already on his way to the NFL draft at that point. I don't know, man. I just, I don't like a thief. No, no, I'm not a big fan of it either. But uh, we ain't going to get into all that right no, now. No, no. Let me tell you something, though, that really bothered me. And I don't know what it is. This coach, something just bugs me about not Mike Norrell. I ain't got a grudge against him, but something just kind of irritates me a little bit. Think about this now. It's your second year on the job, your first year. Your first spring game. Yeah, your first spring game, but your first year on the job with this team. Okay. The year before you were hired, they went to a bowl game. Yeah. Won six games that year. Last year, and they played a tougher schedule that year. Mm-hmm. Last year, you only win three games. One, two, three. Yeah. So your first spring game, you're telling everybody how you seen a lot of positive last year and almost bragging, kind of gloating a little bit about beating North Carolina. And it's like, Okay, but who the hell else did you beat, buddy? The only win that mattered was the North Carolina win. Jacksonville State, you're going to 
whoop that behind every game. Duke. 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 A basketball school. I mean, I forget they have a football team sometimes. Most of the time. And the score says it was 56-35, but that was closer than what you thought it was. Yeah, that was a pretty damn close game. It wasn't a blowout by no means. So why are you bragging about beating a North Carolina team? Yes, they were probably fifth or sixth in the nation whenever you played. You beat them 31-28 in a close, close game. That that game could have went either way. They beat the hell out themselves. Florida State didn't beat them in that game. No. But you fell off a cliff your first year on the job, and you trip, you stumble, you fall on your face. Let's call it what it is. It was a dumpster fire. Yeah, it was rough last year. But then in your spring game now, this is your opportunity to really get a game scenario of your team coming in next year. Got a lot of new guys on the squad. You should be pumped up, right? Want to see what you got. You want to see a lot of great things out there. Let's get four quarters of action. Yeah, you want to you really call your plays, get everything out there, get what you want done. But then what happens? You play two quarters of football. And because you were just such a great football team after that, you bring in celebrity guest coaches to do a couple series of the second half before you call it. Who've never called plays before in their life. No, no. These are just random-ass celebrities. I mean, I wouldn't even call them celebrities. And but two of them which are from Florida. Yeah, the Gators. You're our tribal. Why? Please answer. Why? Why, why would you do something like that? Why the hell would you have celebrity coaches... In a spring game, after only playing two quarters football, only two quarters, that's it. Two quarters were done. Not running drills after that. Not doing special teams after that. Two-minute drill, goal line, anything like that. I mean, we're just going to do two quarters of football here, and then we're going to bring in some celebrity coaches. What in the? I just don't mm. understand. I... Your seat is lukewarm. They fired the man before you after he went to a bowl game and you only win three games your first season. Why would you bring in another coach, celebrity coaches at that, to make yourself look bad if they do a better job at calling plays than what you do? They actually scored. Yeah. Wasn't pretty. I mean, come on, Mike. Come on, man. What the hell are you doing? I mean, what's the deal here, Bo? You won three games. Tell the celebrities to stay home. Hell, tell the media to stay home. Let's worry about football. You're not Clemson. You're not Alabama. You're not Ohio State. You ain't Wake Forest at this point. At best, you're Vanderbilt. At this point. An ACC? You're hanging out with Duke. Who? Duke. Duke Nukem? Duke Blue Devils. Oh, the basketball team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not Duke's Barbecue. Duke <laughs> Blue Devils. Well, I, I just, I don't know. He just, I don't know. And for his assistant coaches to, to sign off on it. It just, boy, it makes me scratch my head. Drives me a little crazy, man. Your offensive coordinator, Killing, Kill, uh, Kenny Dillingham. What are you doing, Bo? Why are you signing off on it? You should be calling your offensive plays. I mean, I guess you want to do a cool thing. Hey, let's start a little tradition or something. I don't know, but you're 3-6 and six last year. Win games and then start your tradition. Why can't winning be the tradition? I don't get it. I don't either. I mean, I'm, hmm. That's about like stubbing your damn toe on something. Intentionally? Yeah. Why? I don't know. I really don't know. Maybe Mrs. Memphis. I guess. Or maybe just, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe once, uh, maybe once a buyout. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just, I don't get it. The team, if you're a Florida State fan now, don't get me wrong, you got to be ex you got a lot to be excited about this year. This team is as loaded with talent as any team I've looked at. Yeah. Especially with all these transfers coming in, these freshmen that look dead burn good. 
Bo, I mean, you can't ask for the building of a better team than this. I mean, hell, you got a potential All-American quarterback coming in who hadn't played in a couple of years. He's yeah, fresh. He's fresh. Even with the injury, he's fresh. He showed in that spring game that he's still got the wheels. I mean, he's got the wheels. He's got a hell of an arm on the accuracy, man. I mean, that was just – that's that's probably the – he's under at least top two of the teams I've watched this year as far as deep ball accuracy and just – actually, almost fast. He had several drops, but, I mean, you got a bunch to be excited about. You got a damn four-headed monster in the backfield coming back. He was one of the best teams in the league last year with rush, running the ball. You got a lot of your off offensive linemen returning. I think the only one that's leaving is the center, isn't it? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean, you got a lot to be excited about. Defense, I mean. You went from getting beat the hell up to having a defensive line that, man, it's going to be problems for everybody. Your linebacking core, just about everybody's returning back there. You beefed up your secondary like you really needed to. I mean, you got, this is a hell of a talented football team. I'm telling you. I mean, just put this in perspective for you. That de defensive line, you're going to have Michael Myers. You're going to have Jason. You're going to have Pinhead. And whoever else you could think of that is just the – we call it the, the, the screen. Ghostface? Ghostface, thank you. You're going to have those four murderers on your defensive line. Yeah, you got a bunch of hungry headhunters coming in. I mean, Ralph Rippey, you got two guys that were big-time playmakers in the SEC. Yeah. Not, not not just some guy that sat at the bench. I mean, I'm talking about playmakers. Yeah. Future NFL picks. Both of them came over. You got a good safety coming. You got a damn elite pair of defense. Def uh, excuse me. <laughs> Take gotta, another drink, Bo. I, I, I need to. <laughs> Damn. You got a great defensive end on the other side of the ball returning. Got an early enrollee at defensive tackle. Looks phenomenal. And you got depth. Your backups are these guys. Early enrollees, starters from last year. Good guys. Mm -hmm. Jam up football players. Mm -hmm. Dudes. They've got dudes with experience backing up. Yes, sir. You're bringing back a linebacking core. I mean, it's just mean chip on the shoulder hard hitting guys they can fly from side to side of the field fly around to the football hellacious deal defense backs you got new guys coming there's so much to be excited about if i was a florida state fan i'd be jumping out with you. hell i am excited for florida state i am too i don't even like them but damn i'm excited i'm actually wanting to watch first game i'm saying damn i want to see what they do in notre dame yeah i was scared it's going to be a saturday night game now see it's a sunday night game you could dang well bet when i get off work i'll be turning on that tv I'm telling you, man, I mean, Florida State, I picked them on Twitter the other day. Earlier today, as a matter of fact, I said, my guess is for the most improved team this year in the ACC, I said, I think Florida State's going to be your most improved team. And, I mean, last year they won three games. Let's look at how the season starts off, okay? Season opener, you're playing Notre Dame at home in a full-capacity crowd. Notre Dame lost their quarterback. Notre Dame lost their whole offensive line except Every, for their center. Yep. Whole offensive line's gone, new quarterback. You got a mean defense coming in like that. Would not be shocked at all if they snuck up and put one on old Notre Dame. I'm telling you. And then week two, you got Jacksonville State. Okay, boom. Looking at 2-0. Week three, you got Wake Forest. So, I mean, they ain't no slouch. Wake Forest is coming to play football. That would be a good game. That's a winnable game. You could be 3-0. and Week four, you got Louisville. They put it on y'all last. They beat them up. Louisville's not that damn good. No. You're a more talented team than Louisville at this point. There you go. That's four wins. Four very winnable games. Week five, Syracuse. Another win. That could be six. Or, excuse me, five. All right. Then the week after that, North Carolina. Who the hell have you beat the hell out of the last couple of years? You've had their number every single year. And they just lost their running back trio. The best running back, or excuse me, duo. The best running back duo in college football, that. Gone. Here. And their offensive line ain't much to, to 
sneeze at neither. Yeah. Week after that, you play in the University of Massachusetts. I mean, man, you look at this. Every football game you play through October the 23rd, winnable football games. After that, you got Clemson. But, I mean, damn, if you're on that kind of win streak, you know what kind of momentum you could have? I'm telling you. I mean, and Clemson ain't going to be as good as what they was last year, neither. And, I mean, you look at the remainder of the schedule. Okay, you got Clemson. Then NC State, that's winnable. Miami, winnable. Boston College, they can, that's a winnable game. And then you close it out with Florida. I don't think Florida's that great. That'd be a tough one. Don't get me wrong now. It's a rivalry game. They could, they could beat the hell out of you if you want to. But realistically, you look at this schedule this year. You look at the talent on this team. They ought to be able to wrap off at least seven wins. I'm telling you, they, at worst, you should only lose three of those games. I could give them four. I could give them four. Hell, if they lost five, they won seven games. All right. Bowl game. Bowl game. But really, you got the talent on this team, and you got one year. But Mackenzie Milton is a starting quarterback if he gets the job, which he should, in my eyes. I'm not going to say I ain't the head coach, but in my eyes, I feel like Mackenzie Milton should be your starting quarterback this year. But you got a year with a All-American caliber quarterback, great running backs in the backfield, great receiving core, returning offensive line, powerhouse D-line, great linebackers, beefed up secondary. I mean, you got a team to make a run at something here. You really do. You can surprise a lot of people. Am I going to say Florida State's going for the natty? I doubt it. I don't think – I just don't trust Mike Norwell. <laughs> no. Honestly, I mean. But he did bring in all these, this new talent in there, so he's he's making a step in the right direction to me. He, he's he got a good mind, and he saw where he was not so good at, so he made those adjustments. He's addressing the issues. But I don't know in his second season that he can turn this thing that around. But just going off of the schedule alone, oh, it's it's not hard to think that you could at least be playoff bound. No, no, not at all, man, not at all. I mean, even if – I wouldn't say playoff. Mm, I don't know. I'm going to take back what I just said there. <laughs> Old Rome was getting to me a little bit. I was, I was getting a little too excited for Florida State. <laughs> I'm not going to say playoff bound, no, sir. But they could very easily contend for ACC championship. Hell, I mean – get past North Carolina. You sneak past Clemson. Hey, anything could happen, man. Or if Clemson loses a couple games throughout the year, which, I mean, I think they could. Hey, just think about this, though. If you get past North Carolina, you get past Clemson. Clemson's got to play Georgia the first game of the season. Yeah. Georgia could lose some talent to, due to injury that very first game playing a hard-nosed defense like at them Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah, you mean Clemson could lose some talent? Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. Clemson could lose some talent. I wouldn't so, wish it on them, but. I ain't going to wish it on them, no, but I'm just saying this that it could happen. So, Clemson, already with one loss to Georgia, comes in to play you. You put it on them. I mean, that's that's one loss in the ACC, of course. One loss, you know, two losses total. But you have that tiebreaker over Clemson to push yourself to the ACC championship. That's what I'm saying, man. I mean, they can, I could very easily see them getting to ACC championship. If they, with the talent on this roster, it's night and day. They had talent last year. Don't get me wrong, they had talent, but they had a lot of opt-outs. They had a lot of injuries. A lot of players are missing games due to catching COVID. It's going to be a different story this year. God willing, COVID doesn't affect these players or anybody else for that matter. But this year's gonna be a different year. You got that you got that damn tomahawk chop going on down there in Florida State. <laughs> the Indian people's gonna be going crazy sitting there with their oh 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 oh's chanting or whatever <laughs> the hell you do. I mean that you know that house is gonna be rocking. That's a hell of a stadium to play in. I'm telling you. And do you have the schedule right there? Yeah. Is that Florida game gonna be home or is it gonna be at Florida uh at Florida? Let's see here. Florida game. We are looking at at Florida. They're going to be playing in the swamp. Going to be playing at the swamp. So there's going to be a lot of gator chomping going on, a lot of tomahawk throwing. 
Yeah, it's going to be war. That game is always chaos. Yeah. That's always a hell of a game to watch. And I don't care about how bad either team is. When it's a rivalry game like that, either team could come out on top. You are right about that. And they also have to play in Death Valley at Clemson. Ooh, ooh, ooh. It's going to be a tough one. Going to be a very tough one there. But you, It's doable. It's it, very doable. With the talent and the one thing that hurts Clemson, Clemson does not fare well with veteran, strong-arm quarterbacks, especially guys that have the ability to expen- extend the play. Mackenzie Milton, I mean, he's mobile enough. He can move around. He can create time. But he's got a hell of a cannon, and this offense looks very explosive. They look like a team that is going to throw over the top. That's not something you want to see for Clemson. No, not at all. The only thing that you can hope and pray is that you can get to him before he can get it over the top, though. Yeah, exactly. But you don't want to blow too far upfield because, hell, he's got a kind of mobility. He can take off and put 25 yards on you before you can blink. This is true. I mean, Clemson, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying Clemson's bad. Clemson's not the Clemson we've seen the last six years. The Deshaun Watson and Trevor Lawrence days. That's not Clemson right now. No. Florida State, they're not the James Winston Florida States. They're not the Bobby Bowden Seminoles. But this team's got the talent. They can be a hell of a team. They can. They really can. They've got a, a good backfield to run the ball, to to open up the passing lanes. You've got those wide receivers that can get downfield. Yeah. I mean, Florida State is not a school that wins five games a year. They're not. And I'm I'm not a Florida State fan, and I'm sick of it. Sick of it. Florida State, six wins is unacceptable. Right. Seven wins. That's not a good year. No. You should be winning eight or more games every year. Yes, I'm beating on the damn table. <laughs> I am standing on the damn soapbox here. Florida State, if you are not winning eight games, shame on you. For shame. Bobby Bowden's bad years were seven wins. Yeah. His seven win years. Hell, I remember when they won, they beat Carolina Chick-fil-A Bowl. I think they won eight games that year. That was probably around the same time. They're saying, well, it's about time Bobby Bowden looking at retirement. He might have just retired. I can't remember. I remember his later years, though, he was winning bowl games and hell, they was Eight win seasons. They're saying Bobby Bowden, he's he's falling off, man. He, that old gray mare just ain't what it used to be. Yeah. Grass ain't greener on the other side, folks. No. Because eight wins would be wonderful for the Seminoles nowadays. Oh, yeah. I mean, how long has it been since Jimbo Fisher? Old fast-talking Jimbo. And I really don't understand why they got rid of Jimbo. I really don't. I think he wanted to leave. I don't know what the deal was exactly. Something. I can't remember. Hell, I can't remember what I did yesterday, to be honest with you. But <laughs> well, I mean, it's all the concussions talking, too. Yeah. Football does it to you. But uh, <laughs> I just, I don't understand it. You're Florida State. You're the Seminoles. You should be the powerhouse at ACC. You should be the team every year. If you're not the powerhouse like Clemson, you should still be the team every year where they say, hey, don't sleep on Florida State. It shouldn't be everybody saying, well, Boston College might slip up and win this thing, or, hey, don't sleep on Wake Forest now. You got to keep an eye on them Demon Deacons. What about the Seminoles? Oh, no, we ain't worried about them. No, that's unacceptable, man. Very unacceptable. Florida State of old was always, always, always in contention for a national championship. Yeah. They were in the talks every year, even if they didn't fulfill it. In the preseason, they was always a favorite. Yeah, they were always in the top five, top ten. Yeah, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And see, last year, if you look at offensive stats last year, oh, they were putting up 350, 380 yards a game. That was their, that was their average in the mid-upper 300s per game. Every now and then they might get a little higher than that, but most of the games last year was 300-plus yards. That was it. It was under 400 yards. Can't have that. No, you can't. And I don't think you will have that. I think, I'm telling you, Mackenzie Milton coming in there. Hell, even if Jordan Travis does play, you should be better than that. But the problem I have with Jordan Travis is the man runs the ball way too much. Ain't nothing wrong with having a dual-threat quarterback. 
if his first option is to pass. You need to drop back and be looking for a pass and then run if the play breaks down. You don't need to be dropping back to run right off the rip. Right. Or just create time. Try to try to run a man open instead of just going downfield. Exactly, man. If you get better quarterback play this year, whoever it is, whether it's Milton or Travis, I think it'll be Milton. There's no reason he shouldn't be senior year, veteran, crazy-ass experience. If it ain't Milton, there's something wrong. If it ain't Milton and they don't win seven games this year, oh, Mike, you you might want to call your buddies back in Memphis. (laughs) Because I guarantee you there's going to be some pissed-off Seminoles. I'm telling you, they're going to be running you out on a rail. Exactly. I mean, with these receivers they're bringing in, gosh almighty, this young talent, transfers, returning guys, you got a returning tight end, these great running backs in the backfield. There's no reason your passing offense should be doing under 250 a game. At least. If it's doing under 250 a game, then you better be putting up 250 to 300 rushing yards that game. At least. Yeah. You're going to have to do something, Bo, because three wins down in Florida State. Oh, I don't know what to tell you. You need to find another job. Yeah. For real. I mean, I got a big issue with when you're getting your teeth kicked in by teams. You lose a game by four-plus touchdowns, but then when you pull up the stats, you didn't have but 210 passing yards. How the hell are you going to get yourself back in a football game when you ain't got 200 passing yards? You can't. You, you just can't. No. So, Florida State, you can do this. The talent's there. The potential's there. Hell, you're getting new facilities. I seen that the other day. Hats off. Looks beautiful. Looks yep. very nice. Should work out for you on the recruiting trail. But you know what works out even better? Championships. Winning football games. Bringing back Florida State tradition. Bringing back the glory days. That's exactly right. Not hanging out with Duke. <laughs> Who? Duke. <laughs> Man, I don't know. It... This Florida State team can be something to watch. They could be a dark horse in college football this season. They really could. Or they could be another Duke. It just really depends on quarterback play. And I'm telling you what, if they do start Travis and you lose, you start losing, you need to bring him in because if not, Mike, Bo, I'm sorry, but like I said before, they're going to run you out on a rail, Bo. I mean, how many head coaches have they had now? Was it four in six years? I think that's what you said earlier. Don't make it five, Mike. Mike, I know you're comfortable down there in Florida State. I I can see that you're comfortable down there in Florida State with getting these these people in, these celebrities in to, to coach for you in the spring game. Don't get too comfortable, Bo, because if you ain't winning, you ain't going to be coaching long, Bo. No, no, no. You got you to gotta pay your dues in Florida State. Yes, sir. That's, that's Bobby Bowden Stadium. That's Bobby Bowden Field. You know what I'm saying? You don't go out there and take crap on Bobby Bowden Field. No. That's, that's a big no-no. No. Ain't nobody going to put up with that. There's going to be a mad posse down there in Florida State. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be doing that kind of stuff. No, not at all. So make it happen, Mike. Let's do it, Mike. I I know you can. Well, I know you've got the ability. I've seen you do it at Memphis. This is ACC country, though, Bo. You're going to have to put your time in. You're going to have to to get the right players out there on the field. You're going to have to do something, Bo. That's right. You can do it. Matter of fact, I'm going to go ahead and speak it into existence. I'm going to go ahead and put some positivity out there. Sunday, September 5th, Notre Dame. I'm taking Florida State. Big words. I'm taking them. What kind of spread you giving? I'm taking Florida State by at least a touchdown. At least a touchdown. I'll bet. What you want to bet on that? 
We'll talk about it off the air. Oh, yeah? <laughs> I don't know if I'm comfortable with that. <laughs> but uh, go, ahead, go ahead and bet on it. Go ahead and bet on it. Come on. Come on. What, what you want to bet? Hey, I mean, I'm going to get at least 20 bucks now. Got to make a little money. <laughs> Got to get a little money in here. We're going to send your fighting Irish back home in a box of Lucky Charms. Hey, they ain't my fighting Irish, but yeah, I don't know. You picking them, they're yours. <laughs> they're going to be the fighting Lucky Charms on the way back. <laughs> Down to South Bend. Put you in the cereal box you came in. Oh, goodness. Seminole football's coming back this year. And Notre Dame, well, it's time to get your ass cut. I, I tell you what, let's see who the starting quarterback is, and then we'll talk on the air about a bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If Mackenzie Milton's starting, I'm taking I'm, him by a touchdown. Yeah, I'm not betting if Mackenzie Milton's starting. If Mackenzie Milton's not starting, uh, <laughs> I don't know. That, that might affect the betting odds we got going on there. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> not not bashing Jordan Travis, man, but I'm a firm believer in seasoned veterans. What do you th- what do you think Florida State's gonna have to do different this year compared to last year? What do you think they're gonna have to do to get back to that ACC contender form, coming after championships, giving Clemson and those guys everything they want? What do you think is gonna have to be done for that to happen this year? They're gonna have to get the ball down the field, Bo. They're gonna have to throw the ball. They're gonna have to to be if not even. As far as run and pass yardage, they're, they're going to have to make some big plays behind a quarterback arm. They're going to have to stop the ball, and they're going to have to give their their defense time to, to rest this season as well. What do you think? You want to know what I think? I think they're going to have to be Florida State. They're not going to have to be this, this imposter we've seen. For a couple of years now, I think they're going to have to be the Florida State Seminoles. Make these young men realize what team they're playing for. Bring back the culture of what it used to be. Make them believe they can do it. That's going to be the first step. And when you bring in a quarterback like Mackenzie Milton, you're bringing in somebody that's a winner. You're bringing in somebody that's got history right down the road, right down the road in Orlando. Undefeated years with a small school like that. 23 games consecutive without losing. Bring in a guy like that that's going to teach, that's going to convince his teammates, we got this. We're winning. I don't give a damn about last year. 2021, be a seminal. I like that. Florida State Seminoles ain't a three-win team. No. That's what they're going to have to do to get back in this thing this year. What do you think, in your opinion, would cause this team to repeat last year? What do you think would be the cause? Starting Travis. Maybe. Because even with Travis, I mean, they did beat a good team. So there's potential there. He would not – I'm not going to say he would hold them back, but he wouldn't be able to carry them. Exactly. I don't think he'd push them to the next level. This year, this year. I think no matter what they do this season, I don't think they're going to be just a three-win team this season because that defense is too good. But you still got to score points. Defense can't win – they can win championships, but they can't win your games. That's right. You got to get that defense to the championship game to win that championship. <laughs> exactly. So, offense, you're going to have to to get the ball down the field, buy your defense time to rest because if the defense is on the field more than four minutes per series, and then you only get the ball back and keep the ball for I don't know a minute and a half, and turn you know kick it, either turn it over or have to punt they ain't much time to rest and you got them big man up front bo they they suck in air hey fat people gotta breathe man <laughs> hey 
struggle's real. <laughs> it's hot out there. And they in Florida, it's real warm down there. Oh, that. yeah. Oh, yeah. But they they just going to have to throw the ball. If they can't throw the ball, they're going to be they're, – they're not going to be what you, what you think they're going to be. If they can get the ball down the field and they can move the ball, keep, you know, clock possession, they're going to be hard to beat. I feel you. My personal opinion, I think what will kill them, and I think what happened a little bit last year, which, I mean, last year there was a lot of unforeseen circumstances, COVID, that was a disaster, tragedy. But football is a tragedy to the nation. Affected a lot of people. Terrible thing altogether. But I think what hurt them a lot last year besides that, and I think what will, if they repeat, I think the cause will be Mike Norwell trying to make Florida State Memphis instead of letting Florida State be Florida State. You're not the Memphis Tigers. You're the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, I can agree with that wholeheartedly. You're in the ACC. You're not in Conference USA or Sun Belt or whatever the hell. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, I do. And the the thing about it is to, I mean, yes, Florida State last year had some injuries. They had a lot of people opting out due to COVID. But you're deep this season. You've got talent in every position, and you've got it deep. That's exactly right. So, um, no excuses, Mike. I'm not saying go out there and win a natty. I'm not saying make the playoffs. But make this damn team relevant. Absolutely. Get them. Go ahead. Get them back to a bowl game. Not and I'm not just saying the damn Papa John's bowl, okay? No, no. Papa bless. I'm not saying that. <laughs> Papa bless. I'm saying relevant. Yeah. They need to be in that ACC championship conversation. If they don't make the game. You need to at least be in that conversation where there's two or three weeks left in the year. And you got Clemson sweating saying, man, if we lose this thing, we're out. Florida State's in. Yep. You need to have it to where when you play Clemson, them boys up there in Clemson, South Carolina, Dabo swinging them, they ain't going to be looking at that game as a tune-up. They're going to be looking at it saying, hey, y'all, uh, we got there and screwed the pooch in this thing. We out. That's a hundred percent correct. If you got to put some fear in Dabo Sweeney, that's what I was just about to say. It's time to establish fear. It's time to make it to where people look at Florida State on the schedule and say, "Man, this is going to be a tough game here." I don't know. This this uh, this ain't going to be no easy task. When Louisville and Wake Forest are looking at you saying. Well, hell, we got this. Can't have that. No, you can't. Don't get me wrong. Wake Forest has come a long way, but hell, Louisville's going in the opposite direction, and you're getting blown out. As an avid fan of college football, for years and years, when you just hear the name Florida State, that's greatness, that's a fear. You don't want to play Florida State ever. But now... Florida State's almost a joke. Hell, Duke's saying, hey, let's go get these guys. <laughs> Duke. <laughs> Duke. Duke. <laughs> and we ain't talking about basketball. No. I mean, come on. Let's do the damn thing. Let's do it, Mike. Come on now. I, I know I, – I can't say that I know you got this because I don't know that you're just in your second season. You've made some questionable calls just in the spring game alone. But come on, Mike. I'm begging you. You can do it, Bo. And I don't care who the quarterback is this year, whether you pick Milton or you pick Travis. Pick one and ride with it. Let's not go through the depth chart again. No. The definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again. You could have wrote a book last year on what not to do. Yeah. I mean, all you got to do is just go back and watch the game field, and that's that's a book on what not to do. Do the damn thing. You did it in Memphis, but leave what you did in Memphis there. You are the head football coach of the Florida State Seminoles. Do the damn thing. It's time to hunt trophies. You're not just hunting wins, Bo. 
You down there in Florida State, they expect trophies. You know how many players they had drafted last year in the NFL draft? One, I think. One. And that's uncalled or unheard of in the whole draft. Hell, South Carolina was two and eight. Hell, they had what, five? Four or five? Yeah, something like that. Damn. And this is Florida State, Bo. The talent's there. Let's get it. Well, uh, I don't know about you, but I'm tired of ranting and rearing. I'm pumped up. I'm ready for the Florida State Seminoles to get out there. I'm ready to see them go to Notre Dame's ass week one. Let's see it. Let's do it. I'm tired of talking about it. You got anything you want to say? All I can say is, Mike, Bo, let's get these kids pumped up. Let's get it going. And let's take it to Notre Dame because I'd love to see it. I don't want to bet against y'all. Don't make me bet against y'all. You already did it. You already locked in. I'm not locked in. I said we got to see who the starting quarterback is going to be first. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got a point. <laughs> well, uh, I'll say we wrap this thing up. Before we go, man, how about y'all check us out? Like, subscribe, look us up on Facebook, hit us up on Twitter, do a little tweet tweeting. But subscribe, man. Yeah. Leave us a comment. Leave us a like. You can message us. Share it with your friends. Give us your feedback. Let us know what you think on some of your subjects. If you agree, if you disagree, what you want to say, criticize them, what you like. We love info. We yeah. love feedback from y'all. We, we really do, guys. And, you know, the best thing that I like to do is reply back to y'all, talk a little bit of football. That's what we're about, talking football. Let's talk football. That's exactly right, man. Let's talk football. But uh, I say we're about done with this thing. Um, we'll be back in a couple of days. We're going to be switching back over, jumping back into the SEC, waiting on uh, all you guys to decide on the fan vote poll which team we're going to cover. It's going to be an SEC East team. But um, it looks like Kentucky's ahead. The last time I looked, oh boy. But I was excited about doing this one here. I'm excited as hell about Florida State football. I'm ready to watch it. I'm anxious. I'm ready to see what this talent does. But with that being said, man, I think I'm done, and we're gonna have to holler at y'all a little later. All right, fellas. Just want to let you know we love y'all, and we'll see you next time. That's right, man. We'll see you soon. Peace out.